Hey everyone, you're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series brought to you by Yesodblocks.com. This is Zev Bennett. If you're enjoying this content, you can head over to Yesodblocks.com or you can subscribe and join our growing community, become a part of what it is that we're trying to build here, sharing Torah that not only does it blow our minds, changes the actual world, and shows people that Torah is actually the most sophisticated set of ideas that's ever been on the planet so far. And uh, really showing that, revealing that in a way that will allow us to access it and use it and raise divine consciousness in the world, help people to really see things more and more truthfully as they are over time. So subscribe there and you get access to content that I'm willing to bet you never even imagined. Uh, this is the Halacha Kabbalah series, which means that we're basically going through Halachas of Shulchan Aruch, and that is the codified book of all Halacha from the, from the Gemara, from the Talmud, and trying to go Halacha by Halacha and showing how to think about these things in a Kabbalah, Machshava type of way, how to dig deep to the under, underlying dynamics that are manifest in particular Halachos. So we are in Siman Nun Gimel, section 53, and uh, we're trying to push our way through this section. It has quite a large number of halachos itself. It's uh, it's like in the 20s, 20-something halachos. Uh, and so we're up to halacha yud zayin now, which is the 17th halacha in the section. Halacha yud zayin says the following. It says, im ta'ash liach tibor. So we mentioned this section is all about the uh, requirements for shaliach tibor, the leader of a tefillah group. Uh, he, there's all kinds of things he has to be and be able to do in order to be the leader of this group. And the concept of the tefillah group is basically the alignment process of tefillah when done in a group of 10 men, So then, every, and everybody else can feed off what they're doing. Those 10 men are basically uh, coming to complement each other's various quantities of attributes, the sfirot, the 10 tools that we use to manifest our intangible selves into a tangible finite world. So those are our quantifiers. They basically quantify ourself into some form that can then be grasped and manifested. And so uh, each of us has a different amount, different setup of those types of filters, those types of quantifiers, those types of tools. And so what we're doing is we're basically grouping together in order to try to uh, uh, become more whole individually by looking towards each other and actually pulling from each other's attributes. So if you're a person who is very chesed-oriented, you're, you're a big sharing type of person, so you can look to the, uh, to the other people uh, who are around you in the group, and you can say, oh, that person is much, he's able to be much more disciplined, he's able to much be, be much more focused and directed, and so you can kind of pull from him, and then you can look at your own attributes and say, and here I'm a little bit too receptive in a certain way, I, I constantly, I often let other people talk and I just listen instead of trying to always assert my points of view in a way that could be helpful, and you can look around you and see yourself, see who else is doing things that are that are different from that, and you can try to learn from, and, and kind of like uh, try to resonate with their attribute structure. And so that's the idea of Minion, is basically trying to align ourselves by combining ourselves with a group of 10 uh, to hopefully create a total, full, complete structure of the 10 attributes that we can each draw from, and anybody else who joins that group could do the same. So then there's supposed to be a leader of that group called the Shaliyah Tzibor, and that leader... So there's a lot of different rules as to what he has to, what kind of person he has to be. He's supposed to be a certain type of high-level spiritual development person, for sure, in addition to many other requirements we've already covered in the earlier episodes. So in this halacha, what it says is, let's say, let's say your shaliach tzibur, your leader of this group, made a mistake during tefillah. So he's leading the group, and now he made a mistake. And because of that mistake, so now we realize he's not experienced enough, let's say, to be the leader of the group, and we have to put somebody else in instead of him in that situation. So the halacha here is, that person that we now are bringing to replace the one who made the mistake, he should not not hesitate, He he should not say, I don't know if I want to do this. The context for this halacha is the previous halacha. The previous halacha said before that, 
when you are asked to be the leader of the tefillah, so you're supposed to uh, decline a couple of times first. And the reason is because whenever we are called in to be in a position of authority, so we discussed in the previous episode that that can cause distortions in our perceptual landscape. The perceptual landscape of the of Das Tovara that we have because of the story of the Etzadas, so that's the tree of knowledge of good and evil from the story of the Garden of Eden, it basically gives us this ability to, a disability even, to perceive reality in distorted ways uh, and to see things according to our own preferences as opposed to according to what they truly are. So our own preferences in this case would mean, oh, I like getting attention. I prefer to be seen by other people, to be extolled, to be praised, to be someone who is clearly viewed as important in my community. So therefore, when I get asked to lead the group, so then maybe I'll be thinking those kinds of thoughts. And so the, the halacha here says you're supposed to decline the first couple of times to actually remind yourself, wait a second, this isn't about me. The whole idea of being a tefillah leader for a tefillah alignment group is I'm supposed to be lifting everybody else up. I'm supposed to be somebody who is not in it for me, not looking at my own attributes and saying, oh, this is this. look how developed I am. It's supposed to be me saying, look, because, because of my clarity and perspective, I'm able to actually receive Hashem's presence in a way that is, that is uh, more extensive and more expanded. And therefore, I can share that with other people. And other people can then uh, can can feed off of that and 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 become essentially more receptive, more whole in their structure uh, and 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 their in their attributes, and therefore actually be able to be more aligned through the tefillah process. That's that's why you're supposed to decline to make sure that you don't fall into this this easy pit of thinking, oh look, I'm getting asked to do this. It must be because I am so special, and this is really about me, which then acts ironically to make you now uh, um, not really uh, fit for this. Uh, for this position. So in this halacha, though, it tells you that you're not supposed to decline. The, the situation is because it's, it's taking place in the middle of the tefillah process. You have a person who is now leading the group, and they're in the middle of the tefillah process, and so during that time, he suddenly makes an error that's a pretty egregious error, significant enough that we have to switch him out, uh, and so we'll learn more about what kinds of errors are included in that at some other context, um, but the idea is that in this situation, you're not supposed to um, decline the opportunity. The reason is because you are, as the Mishnah Brewer here writes in the Ber Halacha, he says, because we don't want there to be a break in the tefillah process. And we've discussed this already in, in previous sections, how the process of tefillah that we do to orient, orient ourselves to reality, let's just use the morning example because it's the easiest one. In the morning, there, is, there really are multiple processes. There's five different stages of tefillah, essentially, or four plus one. And they're supposed to all really be back-to-back, connected to each other, um, kind of jumping from one to the next without any kind of break, and certainly not any kind of break within them, like during any of the processes, uh, except for very specific situations where you can make a break for something which is more significant on a priority scale, you're not supposed to do that. And so you're not supposed to stop otherwise. And so um, the idea here is that if the person who is leading the group, he suddenly has to, he, he makes a mistake, so then we need to move somebody else into his place to continue. We want to do that as seamlessly as possible because the whole goal of this unbroken chain of tefillah d- dynamics is that there should be uh, uh, an accumulative process, uh, which, which essentially is a, a, an expansion of consciousness process. In other words, more and more and more Hashem awareness through essentially reading about, taught, and speaking out loud these various parts of the Sidur. We're trying to actually uh, immerse ourselves in perspectives and thoughts about who Hashem is and speaking them out loud so we can actually reflect on them more fully and then access perceptions of who Hashem is through that process. And that creates an awareness 
of something which is right in front of us. In other words, our perceptions are basically the, the lens that we use to perceive reality. If your perception allows for, let's say, you know, let's say you're, you, you are trained to perceive only certain kinds of things. Let's say you were trained to perceive only anger uh, when you're growing up, that people who relate to you, they generally relate to you angrily. So then it becomes harder and harder to actually see when people are not angry. And we tend to then over uh, assume that somebody is angry when really they're not. So the idea is whatever your perceptual landscape is not really trained to see, you won't see that, even if it's right in front of you. And that's true with Hashem especially, because Hashem is basically the totality of the landscape of reality. But it's very hard for, hard for us to see that because there's so much that's right in front of us in the diversity of reality. And so we actually have to work on constantly um, accessing perceptions of the details of reality in light of their truth, which is why we try to think and speak thoughts and ideas about reality that are in the Sidur to try to access those perceptions. So that's what we're doing here. And so when you when you interfere with that, when you, when you break that apart, it stops the process of accumulation. In other words, this is really like, and it's a profound accumulative process. In other words, we go through various stages of tefillah, the Birchus HaShachar, the Psuket Zimra, the, the Birchus Kriyashma, going into Shemona Esrei. Each of those has different next textures and nuances, and both in terms of the words that are being said and the way that we position our bodies, saying them out loud versus saying them quietly. There's a lot of different things that we're doing in this process. And so when you interrupt that in the middle and you make a hefsek like that, that can really completely derail the entire thing. And so therefore, because of that, there's a special halacha here that even though it's true uh, that you're supposed to decline from a, from, a, from a problem place of your own arrogance that we can sometimes get caught up in ourselves when we get appointed in a situation like this where it's high pressure, higher stakes. So the trade-off is actually uh, the other way. We would prefer that you actually um, just jump in and make sure that you don't damage the entire process because in this situation, it's like, well, there's your issue. You might end up being a little bit too self-centered during that during these moments. Your consciousness might turn towards a set of perceptions that look at yourself as the center of the situation. That's true. But the problem is that's actually less significant than the needs of the entire group right now. The entire group does not is not supposed to pay the price for your issue uh, and for or for your particular types of distortions, because the group distortions are 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 much more uh, prioritized since they're all working together to try to create something bigger. And that's basically you'll, we'll see that that's a rule and a principle in halacha very often that even if there are individual considerations, depending on the context, the group considerations often will will uh, will will be more prioritized than the individual considerations, depending, again, on the situation. This, this one is like, it's, a, it's, it's minor versus major. It's like your particular struggle to retain clarity and humility in a situation like this is something which we care about, but not as much as the particular issue of the overall group's need to continue its process of consciousness accumulation. But if, let's say, there was, God forbid, a life-threatening situation, then, of course, the calculation would be completely different. So that's, that's the, the, the idea here is just, just to be introduced at first that to the principle that things that have to do with the tzibur, with the group, they often take precedence, um, and that's because of what we just said. It's basically because it's, it's, there's, a, there's a much bigger storyline at stake here, and you can, over time, be pulled into that more, more efficiently, more effectively, um, but if we, if we, if we so that's why we, we, we prioritize the, the, the group here, but if we pause the group in order to allow you to kind of come in the right way, so then that could actually undermine the entire situation, uh, including even your role in it. So it's just not prioritized that way. So that's basically the idea of the Salah. Again, relatively simple, but the underlying dynamics here are, are still important and significant. And uh, so, yeah, the episode is a little uh, shorter than usual because it's a pretty simple, straightforward halacha, but probably better to stop here rather than try to do another halacha here. So hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for tuning in and looking forward to having you join me for the next episode. 